So a few weeks ago, maybe, I guess, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how we tailgated with a friend of ours, and he had his hopes really high because he's seen all these pictures I post of Tracy's food online. So he's like, oh, what's she going to make? And we were in a rush. Uh, it was a Sunday. We had gone from church. We are going right to the stadium for this big game. So we just ran in the grocery store, went to the refrigerated section, picked up some chicken, and it was, we thought it was, you know, just refrigerated, but apparently it was thawing out. And when we bit into it, it was frozen Yikes. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyhow, Tracy's been like, I, I got to have redemption, got to have redemption. Well, I don't know if it was complete redemption. Uh, the other night we went to a game and we met our friend Mark and tailgating and she took three bags of chips. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh no. This guy keeps wondering if it's yeah, like yeah. a big myth that your wife cooks up right. a storm. I take pictures out of like a cookbook or something and post them <laughs> as if they're creations that Tracy has made. But she's like, I don't know how to say this, but I think my confidence has been a little shook from that. And I'm like, but Trace, you didn't make that. She goes, I know. But I'm associated with it. So I'm just going to need a couple of games to build back up to that. <laughs> That's Isn't funny. That funny? <laughs> so he really thought he was going to join you for, for a meal and he got chips? Yeah, it was. Well, he sent, he sent us proactively a text like, hey, you guys want to get together before the game, do some tailgating? Okay. And then when we got there, he was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Guess I'll have to eat inside the stadium. Which we did. We all went in and had burgers inside, and it was great. But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe by the next game, she'll be uh, she'll be up to the task and make something spectacular. I can guarantee you, it won't be refrigerated chicken from the grocery store. It is so funny the whole what do you eat before or during a sporting event mm-hmm. that you pay yeah. tickets for. Uh, my husband and I have it kind of down to a science. With a twist. There's a challenge involved. Okay. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. We're talking about uh, game day food. Like eating when you go to a, a big game. It's really become part of the ritual, hasn't it? Uh, you would think. <laughs> we love, love, love going to games. We used to um, do this thing where uh, see, our stadium will let you bring food in. Mm-hmm. So we'd go get a sub and we'd cut it in half. And we'd each have our little quart size or gallon size clear plastic bag that you're allowed with like the sub and some chips and maybe some grapes or something like that. And it just, it's kind of a pain to deal with it. People like look over like, whoa, where'd you get that? Like you can tell they're, and then so for a while there, you can't stand the scrutiny. We were getting cheeseburgers at the stadium and you could only get double cheeseburgers. And then they came with like, I don't know, like a a week's worth of curly fries. And I'm like, I can't do this all the time. This isn't going to go well. So now we are the boring people that eat at home brush our teeth, and go to the stadium with our bottle of water that we're allowed to carry in. And what you have to do then, it becomes discipline because you can smell and see. the grilling yeah. and the dip and dot Ooh. gathering. And the, Buy me see, some peanuts and yeah, cracker jacks. And you have to just tell yourself, no, no, you are not hungry. You already ate your dinner. You're mm. good. And then the other thing that happens is it's hard not to notice sometimes what other people eat. Mm-hmm. Like, the weirdest thing, this lady got out these pre-cooked hard-boiled eggs. And that just doesn't seem to me like baseball baseball game food. But I mean, did you sit there going like, oh, they look pretty good. <laughs> think I'm, hey, could I, I might ask for the whole thing. Could I have just like the white? <laughs> just the egg white. Can I have a little bite? You keep the yolk. I'll have just the egg white. What do you say? Hook a fellow fan up. This is pretty funny about our tailgating experience, too. We meet at the same parking lot around the stadium every mm-hmm. time. and. I don't know if they're doing construction like way out in the parking lot or what, but there's all these trailers 
uh-huh. parked around the outside, and we always head out there. There's no one around, and it's just us when we sit there. And I said, I think we should call our little tailgating group the Trailer Trash. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect name. Because we're like, Tracy hates it. She's like, no. Mark thought it was genius. <laughs> Coming up, could the secret to a long life be drinking this one beverage? Mm. So what do you think is the secret to a long life? Vincent lives in New Jersey, and boy, he sure has a lot of women wisdom. He's 109 years old, and he's still driving and working as a volunteer firefighter. I'm still driving. Everybody crazy. I like to have a sense of humor. It's good. If you're nasty and angry, you ain't going nowhere. And I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a fireman. So I became a farmer. I drink Ovaltine every day. Ovaltine every day. That's his sweet treat. And I love how he says, if you're nasty and angry, you're not going anywhere. He lives on his own at age 109, does his own grocery shopping, and doesn't take any medications. Well, who needs meds when you got Ovaltine? (laughs) Yeah, you get all your vitamins and minerals in there. When I was a kid... I wanted to try that because, I mean, they played commercials what, all the time. What during is it? The, really? Like I want to look up the ingredients because I, I want to live until um, 109. I think it's supposed to be like Hershey's chocolate milk, but with vitamins and stuff in it, I think. But I remember they had so many commercials. Be, Mom, Mom, please, 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 can we get Ovaltine? She's like, no, it's just sugar. And we, and we couldn't have it, which was ironic because we'd have like Cocoa Puffs and Sugar Smacks and stuff like that. But she drew the line. <laughs> At, at Ovaltine. At Ovaltine. Yeah, I, I don't know why, because you know, mom's privilege. You get to you get to contradict yourself, and no one can question you, right? Because because <laughs> you're the mama, and no one wants to make you mad. So right. But it didn't stop us from begging, like, please, can we have Ovaltine? Okay, I couldn't resist looking it up. You know, that guy's lived to 109 eating Ovaltine. Mr. Ovaltine, yeah. Drinking Ovaltine every day. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I found like a Healthline, break it all down. Um, <laughs> they say it's got a great source of B vitamins. It's rich in calcium, vitamin D, vitamin A, Do loaded with copper. Part of this but complete breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the downside, the biggest one is the sugar. So My mama was right. Moral of the story, Kevin's mom was right. It's got nine sir, uh, grams of added sugar. Uh-huh. And this one label I found, I don't know if this was the older version of Ovaltine, but this one, I'm not making this up, has, when you add, okay, has, oh, I hear, I see, when you, it's nine grams of sugar alone, mm-hmm. when you mix it with milk, it jumps to 22 grams of sugar. Huh. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the nutritionist said, proceed with caution well, one, one of our friends ovaltine. Uh, one of our listeners joseph just messaged me through facebook and he put i put ovaltine in my coffee for a mocha java flavor oh i bet you that's <laughs> delicious all that sugar and chocolate and- okay my dear mom she passed away like it's going to be three years in august um i wonder if she got to the pearly gates and they said you'd have lasted a few more years if you'd have just had your ovaltine marie <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to the men in your life, is it like father, like son? Turns out guys copy their dad's masculinity, according to Mm. new research. On average, young men were slightly more traditional than their dads when it came to how they express their masculinity. Some of the questions on the survey included, does it bother you when you have to ask for help? Do you like talking about your feelings? And should men and women uh, give each other equal respect? Hmm. What was the first one again? The first question was, um, does it bother you when you have to ask for help? It used to. 
The older I get, the less I care. Maybe that's why I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, the reason younger men scored higher on their traditional masculinity is mm-hmm. because as men grow older, they realize it's okay to ask for help and they realize it's okay so, to cry. So then that first one saying like, oh yeah, I, I don't like asking for help. That's traditional masculinity. Supposedly. And the new evolved man says, help. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just a confidence thing, honestly. Because mm-hmm. the older you get, you're just like, you realize, okay, when you're young, when you're a young man, you think you know everything. When I was 20, I was a genius. By the time I hit 40, I knew I was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I am not kidding. Coming up, ever discover you had a secret talent that you never knew about? Have you ever discovered a secret talent that you never knew about? I'm still hoping that all of a sudden I'll be able to sing. That would be that would be glorious. Uh, Erin considers herself to be pretty normal as a human being. She's 48. She lives in Columbus. She works at her family's roofing company. She's a wife and a mother to three kids, and she's crushing it at Candy Crush. In fact, <laughs> she entered the Candy Crush All-Stars Tournament by accident, yeah. and right now she's the top-ranked player, making her one of the biggest eSport athletes in the world right now. What's wild, if she wins, it's a $250,000 prize. She said she started playing Candy Crush because it helps her with her ADD, she has to have a lot of things going on at once mm-hmm. and uh, and never knew she would get so good at it. That's funny. It's funny. The, okay, a couple of things. First, that whole phrase, e-sport athletes, that uh-huh. is really funny. It's that, hilarious. If you're yeah. playing video games, that is not an athletic endeavor. No. That's, that's a, a diversion, a task, a novelty, but it's not an athletic endeavor. That was right. the, the first thing. And then the, the second thing, you said you can't sing. Everybody can sing. But in the elf, not, it's just well, like, yes, it's just yeah. talking lo- louder and longer. Right. And, and mine's and not a pleasant it. sound. I'm singing and I don't care. Right. But the elf. So we, we, if you really want to do that, I think I guarantee you there's someone listening right now who's a vocal coach oh. who could help you with that. But don't you have to have a certain ability to hear notes and hear tonality? Well, and I can't even hear it. Sure you can. I was in a choir, believe it or not, in high school, but my friend Heidi yeah. would sing the alto parts real loud in my ear, Yeah, and that's how I learned it. And, and you I would could, mimic what the, the noise that she her. was making? Uh-huh. Like, well, well, off the top of your head, what would she sing? Let's hear it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna, <laughs> no. You're not going to fool me into that. Okay, picture this. You're going to get a few chores done, maybe run the vacuum cleaner, do a okay. little dusting or something like that. And then picture how you clean when you know... Overnight guests are coming. We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so if you say to maybe your other half or a friend on the phone, like, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of cleaning this weekend, um, you might dust, you might run the vacuum cleaner. But if company's coming, it's a whole new world. Uh, We were having overnight guests and um, on Sunday night. And so on Saturday, I started cleaning. And it is so funny what you notice and what uh, you take care of. Nothing will give you that little kick in the tail that you need for that project you were stalling on. And one of the things we did, it felt so good. We had bags of T-shirts in our garage that were, we were donating to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. We got those donated. Hey. And then the there other thing go. is these guys, this is my friend Julie, who is my roommate all four years in college. And she and her husband are husband are in ministry together they teach marriage conferences dr julie slattery she wrote wrote a bunch of books about marriage and everything well the first thing they do when they get to our house is they do laundry 
<laughs> so I was like making sure like all those dust bunnies in the laundry room, you know, from the dryer vent were vacuumed up and the closet right next door. I cleaned that. I was like, I was in full mode. And sure enough, I got the words <laughs> that after all that work, you definitely want to hear um, Mike out of the two of them. We joked. Oh, I clean for you, Mike, not for Julie. And Julie goes, yeah, I wouldn't notice it. I'm like, nope, Julie would never notice. We roomed all four years at Wheaton. She would not notice if I cleaned for her. But Mike was walking around. He goes, Taylor, you guys really, you keep your, your house really nice and clean. And I, I recognize that. And I, it, it's really nice. And I'm like, it's all for you, Mike. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about cleaning up when companies come in. Have you ever mm-hmm. had this happen um, we have a two-story house and the you know the living room, kitchen, dining room, that's first floor. Bedrooms are on the second floor. So you, you can get away with just cleaning the first floor. If they're just coming for dinner. Right. Yeah. But, but occasionally even that, like you get the surprise, like we, they have to go upstairs for something. You're like, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you run up so you don't have time to make the bed. You just do that neaten the covers thing up. You know what I mean? My sister, I should not be saying this, but my sister surprised a friend um, and she she popped in on her birthday in another yeah. state. Like, didn't oh, know she was coming. Like, I'm staying? No, 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 no. Just for a, just they, they had lunch. They surprised them at a restaurant. Okay. She wanted her to come back and meet their new puppy. Mm-hmm. But she goes, you got to give me 10 minutes. <laughs> and Rhoda's like, you know, I don't care about this. She, when she went in, she didn't know what she did in those 10 minutes. <laughs> they have like right. five foster kids. What like, did you straighten up? <laughs> if this is straightened up, right. what, I would have hated What was it the before? <laughs> so have you guys seen the He Gets Us commercials uh, on TV? I was so happy when they came out because I was like, wow, this is really going to steer people towards Jesus. But I don't know about you, but I see them and I'm challenged in my faith and I want to grow closer to Jesus. And I've been following for a long time. Yeah, me too. And you can take it a little step further like I did. I joined the He Gets Us fans community. And the reason I did is because I knew I was going to get all kinds of new ads. Uh, I was going to get reading plans and prayer guides and other tools to help Mm -hmm. on my faith journey. And all you have to do is text the word fans to 70193. 70193. I'm doing it right now. There we go. Done. So I'm signed up too. Why don't you join us? Join this growing fan community of the He Gets Us campaign. You're going to get up to date and exciting news on the He Gets Us movement, reading plans, prayer guides, and all kinds of tools to help you on your spiritual journey. Oh, look, I got a text back from him already. It's that easy. Why don't you do it right now? Yeah, so easy to do. Text the word FANS to 70193. Coming up, apparently all of us have been using our potato peelers all wrong. If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, they determine the groceries we're most likely to waste. We're terrible at using up leftovers. And when it comes to individual food items, the top five we throw away most often, bread, milk, Apples, bananas, and lettuce. Hmm. Second, have you heard about Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream? Ooh. They say it smells like the old strawberry shortcake dolls. Remember those? <laughs> and finally, in the world of food, according to TikTok, you've been using your potato peeler all wrong. <laughs> You're supposed to use the peeler um, down and upward without ever removing the peeler from contact with the potato. So you peel twice as fast. 
I've down, always up, held down, the potato down. I got and it. Down, up, down, up, down, swipe, 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 swipe. But you're right. supposed to go up, down, up, down, up, down, and it, it then the potatoes peeled in half the time. And, I had no idea. And while you're learning the, this new technique, the knuckles on your opposite hand are going to pay the price. That's right? true. I thought I, you always do far. You push it away so you don't accidentally peel something you're not supposed to peel. It's kind of like when you watch a chef, like I don't know, Gordon Ramsay chopping something, and the carrot, it's like boom, and he's done. You're like, yeah. Man. I'm going to try doing that. And you try doing it and you're like, okay, I like my fingers. <laughs> I'm not going to try doing that. Picture the scene from the movie, Julia Roberts learning to chop onions. <laughs> and her husband walks into the kitchen and starts crying immediately. It's that pungent. We're talking about this potato peeler doing it up down instead of just down. These are the, See, these are the kind of things you learn listening to the Kevin and Taylor yeah, show. Yeah. I would love to have somebody call in. Have you done that? Done the up down thing? And was there a learning curve? Did your knuckles pay the price? While you were learning to do that, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. It's Kevin and Taylor. Hey, I was talking or thinking about what y'all were saying um, about the potato pillar. Yeah. I do that with my razor when I'm shaving, and it is much faster. Up, down, up, <gasps> down, up, down. I always have to keep the blades going in the same up, direction. Up, down, up, down, up, down. There's nothing to cut accidentally, like your knuckles on the opposite hand. You just <laughs> do it, and it is so much faster. I mm. found that out. It's been almost a year ago. It really works. And I'm going to try amazing. that. I'm going to try that next time I shave my legs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to He has that. no hair in his legs. He's not joking. That's so scary. <laughs> okay. Only he nares them. Do you still do that? You know, that that's like asking a woman, like, you know, her age or something. Well, Come I'll on. just wait till next time you wear your capris to work. And I'll look. It's a very manly cyclist thing. Cyclists do that. <laughs> Okay. I wonder if a lot of swimmers do it too. <laughs> if you have to word, add the word manly, is it's a it? very manly <laughs> cyclist thing, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. So I'm glad you all had a good laugh at my expense. That's really funny. Because you removed the hair from your legs? Yes. And you tried to call it manly? Yes. Well, no. Because <laughs> well, it is. Because it is. Right. Hey. Why? You, you go ride Why? your bike. How many times have you ridden your bike 100 miles? We weren't talking about riding How many times bike. We were talking ridden? about hairless legs. How many That's times all we were talking about. Don't how many try times to... have you, you, especially you men that are laughing at me, how many times have you climbed Mount Lemon on your bike? That's a 21-mile climb. I have with my shaved manly legs. So there. And by the way, my daughters, my daughters have said that... I've ruined them for the, uh, like any guy that they would date because they think hairy legs are gross now because they grew up with their dad having none. So they're like, Ugh. and you're humble too. On top of I'm all that, I'm defending myself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to defend my masculinity here. <laughs> just don't. I, you can't associate the two. Like it's just <laughs> so funny. When you see something that's perfect for somebody, you're really, really tempted to buy it. And um, something I saw the other day, this wouldn't just be good for for my wife. It'd probably be good for any mom. And it was a candle. And on the front of the, I don't even know what it smells like, but on the front, it was lit. And on the front, it said, oh, look, mom's last nerve, dot, dot, dot. And it's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. I thought that was so funny. Man, I've talked to so many moms when they're at the end of their rope, and it's rough. Yeah. The kids just keep pushing their buttons all the way. 
right. till they're like, at the end of the rope. Well, yeah, you think about that. The kids are the ones that, that light the match, put the match to the wick, yeah. <laughs> and then go, let's watch it burn. So, yeah, uh, if you know a mom in your life, I, I wish I knew where to get. You could probably Google it. Oh, look, mom's last nerve and it's on fire. I bet they've they've got tons of people selling that candle. But I, I thought that was the and with Mother's Day coming up, mm-hmm. <laughs> could be the perfect gift. I feel like the people around me with things they talk about and the what's going on, I cannot escape Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. I don't know about you, but right now at this point in my life, even though I really don't have her music uh, on my um, high rotation or anything like that, mm-hmm. I feel like I cannot escape Taylor Swift. She's everywhere. <laughs> and uh, here's three examples. Good friend of mine and former coworker, his daughter got her heart broken, mm-hmm. so she had to, he had to go to the Eras tour with his daughter, daddy-daughter <laughs> date. Uh, my niece, who's a freshman in college, Spent skipped a whole day of classes just to sit online and get tickets, and she's going with her friend to see Taylor Swift in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, another friend of mine, her teenage daughter, has just been all like Taylor Swift FOMO crabby and like acting as if they could go to the concert. And tickets are sold out. Right. And she's like trying to teach this life lesson. So anyway, the other day I was hanging out with my niece Laura, the freshman in college I just told you about. And she was running music for our, my other niece's wedding off my niece's phone. And she kept slipping in Taylor Swift songs. I told you and, that was good. Remember, yeah. I told you it was going to yeah. happen. It was great. And um, and so I told Laura this story and she about died. I said, yeah, this is a true story. Kevin and I were doing a radio station event. And this is quite a few years ago. And um, we're meeting listeners and we're having a blast. One of our favorite things to do. And this little girl is standing there bawling I mean she is inconsolable she is sobbing and I was like oh no and I find out she is devastated because when they said you're gonna go meet Taylor she thought Taylor Swift (laughs) not Taylor Scott Not Taylor not so Swift yeah so Kevin's been calling me Taylor not so Swift ever since that incident and my niece laughed her head off she thought that was the funniest story this poor little girl is probably still scarred to this day. Ain't no stress like the stress of the SATs. By the way, if you say things like ain't no, you probably didn't do well on your SATs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the SATs. And if you have a good SAT story, we'd love to hear it. John, it was your friend that had a really rough SAT test. What happened? He ended up leaving early. After his, his nose started bleeding, he got all over his test. Oh, man. Yikes. I don't know if I would have bailed with that because you put so much time and effort in. That's the big day. I'd have been like. Just stuff tissue in your nose yeah, and I deal guess. with the blood. I wonder if the people that are overseeing the test are allowed to help you in that like medical mm. emergency. Are they think, allowed yeah. to help you, right? You would think. Yeah. 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 Okay. So here's our SAT story. My daughter, Amber, uh, who is brilliant. She is, takes after her mama, by the way. She's one of the smartest people that that I know. She's just super, super smart. She finished high school early. She finished college early. She's she's 22, and she's already a junior executive in this marketing firm. I mean, she is a go-go-getter. Um, she went to take her SAT, the day of her SATs. Um, she came downstairs in a panic. I overslept. <gasps> I'm going to be late uh. for my SATs. I was like, honey, honey, let's calm down. Let's go and we'll see what happens. Let's uh, if we stay. If you don't go, you miss it. I mean, I guess she could have retaken or whatever, but I don't know if they give you a zero or a didn't show up. I don't know how that looks. I was like, let's get to the school and we'll figure it out. 
So we drive to the school, maybe a little faster than the posted speed limit, but we get her there and the school is having major construction done. And there are signs in the parking lot due to major construction. The SATs are moved and it was like, I don't know, two blocks away. So we go two blocks away and we get there and they're like, hey, because of the construction and the weirdness and people not knowing where to go, the start time isn't for like another, we got there 15 minutes early. For, oh, for nice. the start time of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I was like, see? Happy ending. See? And li- there was a good life lesson, too, about the SATs or anything in life that e- even if you're late or whatever, still show up. You know, they always say showing up yeah. is half the game, yeah, yeah. right? So she showed up. She took the test. Then she was nervous. Like, I picked her up, and she you could just see on her face. She's like, I, I don't know how I did. I was so stressed. I have no idea. And, and she did fantastic. Oh, I don't yay. know what her score was, but it was one It was one of those jaw-dropping scores nice. where you just go like, Wow. That's a smart kid. That's so cool. I got a good story for you in a minute. Um, my husband was in the room taking a test when this happened to another lady who was also okay. taking the test. You're sharing uh, to- stories about taking standardized tests and you just like your your heart starts beating and your eye starts twitching just thinking about those tests. I do not test well. I could do papers, projects. I got good grades, but testing... Not good. I'd sit there and, with the little circles you would fill in and be like, did I fill it in enough? And then, wait, did I fill it in too much? Should I erase that? Should I start over? <laughs> Speaking of circles, yeah, my husband had graduated from law school and he was taking the Florida bar exam. And it is major stress. You can imagine. I mean, so many people don't pass. And so they're in there and it's really starting to get down to the wire. It's time. Like... Everybody's watching to make sure they finish their essays, finish their filling in their bubbles, all that stuff. (laughs) And all of the sudden, this woman in the room with them, this big room of of law students testing, bursts out sobbing. And she's like, no, no, no. And I don't know why someone gave her this strategy for testing, but she had written her answers on the test and decided to go fill in the bubbles at the end. She was off by one number. No. Yeah. She did them all wrong. So it was like she didn't it was like she just went in there and filled in bubbles and just took luck of the draw. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if she like aced it? I know. We'll never know because Glenn didn't know her personally, but Oh, I, felt, I still to this day feel bad for that woman. <laughs> and the best score in Florida bar exam history goes yeah. to <laughs> that'd be hilarious. This woman that guessed at everything. Yeah. <laughs>